0: I was chosen for this time, right, Um, Right. chosen for sobriety. Um, And I say that humbly. Uh, A lot of the relatives did not make it, you know, Um, I don't take this, this path lightly. And Because I don't, I do everything that I can uh, so that my family sees it. I want to destroy that generational curse in my bloodline. I want to destroy that in a lot of other families. That's hence the reason where the clothing brand comes from. Um, Because there's so many generational curses that are on us. black white, brown, Asian, I don't care what your ethnicity is. Um, But as, as, God's children, it is our duty to do that. It is our duty to to serve and and show the devil that, you know, this is where you die. This is where it ends.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sober is Dope pop Pop Buchanan. I'm really excited to bring another amazing episode to the Sober is Dope community. We have been very busy this year. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, COVID-19, being in the pandemic, everything from... The good, bad, and ugly, we all are thriving, and we are making it through this time. Staying sober through COVID-19 has been very important, and the Sober is Dope podcast has been in overdrive, bringing you guys resources and love to help all of us on our journey. If you are struggling out there, please reach out to me at soberisdope at gmail.com or monkhealing.com at sober is dope.com. Let me know, connect with me on Instagram, Twitter, or wherever you guys are. Also, we have we are proud to have launched our sober is dope YouTube, which will act as a companion and supplement to the Sober is Dope podcast. This is extremely exciting. We have a bunch of resources to help and supplement the podcast from motivational videos. We have 24-7 calming music. We have relaxation music. We have multiple playlists. And the most exciting thing for me is you guys now get to see the actual full interviews with the special guests on the podcast. So you get, it's something to listen to it, but it's also good to see the different guests and see the interactions and the interviews in real time. So we have all of the resources there. If you listen to this podcast, I'm really asking you guys to please go over to YouTube and or click the link in the Sober is Dope Linktree link. And you could just Google us or just find us on YouTube and please subscribe and put on a notification bell because I want you guys to get all of the resources. I am personally extremely excited about um, bringing YouTube to life. A lot of you guys in the community requested this, so I finally got around to really completing this. Now on to my special, special, special guest today. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, this woman is trailblazing in the recovery community. She puts God first in everything that she does. I am really excited to be part of her team and to have known her. She is extremely a blessing to the recovery community and I'm really excited for you guys to hear her story. Connie McMillan is the author of Alcohol Fiend to Sobriety Queen. 25 tips to putting down the bottle and picking up your crown. She's also a motivational speaker and she has multiple businesses and she's just living proof that recovery is possible. So Connie put her life in perspective. She's currently six years sober. She's doing amazing things. Connie is also the host of the Sober Sessions podcast. So in addition to being a uh, an amazing author, she's and a businesswoman. She's also a, a a really really powerful podcaster. So check her podcasts out. Check her website. She has a lot of going on. She has constant tips, workshops, and things that she could bring to the table to help you on your journey. And she definitely specializes in bringing sobriety and healing and coaching to women in recovery so definitely check it out on all the women of the is dope community and anyone out there that identifies please check out connie mcmillan and with no further ado i'm really excited to bring this episode ladies and gentlemen with our special guest connie please enjoy and don't forget check us out on youtube and go to youtube so you can see the actual full interview i love you all and i'll catch you on the other side peace hello ladies and gentlemen welcome back to sober is dope i'm so so excited today to have our special guest our guest today is the author of alcohol fiend and sobriety queen 25 tips to putting down the bottle and picking up your crowns she's also the host of the Sober Sessions podcast and we are so excited to have our official queen on the podcast today Connie McMillan. Connie how are you today?
0: I am blast king thank you so much for that lovely introduction. (laughs) Thank
1: you so much. Well, Connie, listen, I had so many different people on the podcast, but, you know, this is my birthday month and I'm blessed by God to be here for another day. My birthday is September 29th. I grew up Catholic, so that's the feast day of the Archangel. So it's a holy day. And um, so it's a lot of reflection. And the beautiful thing is I want to talk about God and I wanted to know if you could lead us in a short prayer um, and bless the dope community today with a prayer.
0: Absolutely. So, Father God, thank you first and foremost for this moment, for this time, this time that you predestined. Thank you for this opportunity for Pop and I both to be able to come before you as servants, to be able to allow you to use us as vessels. Have your way, Father God, as we are so grateful, so thankful uh, to still be here in the land of the living. We ask that every individual hears this episode, O God, that you would impart your word. Uh, Loose every shackle, Lord God. Uh, Impart goodness, O God. Remind the kings and queens of who you've called them to be, not their past, not what others have said, but what you've called them to be and what you've said that they are, which are kings and queens. They are the head and not the tail. Let them be reminded, O God, that you love them regardless of what they've done and how far they've fallen. You are a God that is faithful. You are a God that is true. And you are a God that cannot lie. So we just thank you, Lord God, for this moment, this time we give your name, glory, honor, and all praise. In Jesus name,
1: I pray. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. We needed that. So Connie, thank you for being supportive with me on my journey. Thank you for for having me on your podcast Talking about mental health That was really an enlightening experience for me And you was one of the first people To really have me on their podcast And open me up to that And making me feel comfortable For also doing the same on my podcast Mm -hmm. So God bless you there What I want to ask you about is Can we take it back to your journey um, Your recovery journey What's your origin story How did you find your sobriety And can you give the community some insights on your particular journey?
0: Wow, my journey started way back. Um, You know, I was the young lady who didn't really classify herself as a young lady, at least on the outside. Um, I represented the young lady, but on the inside, I was truly broken. I struggled with self-esteem for many, 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 many years, grew up in a household where I was the darkest in my family. So um, although I had loved ones that would call me, one of my favorite uncles would call me Chocolate City. and That's a term of endearment. But I just didn't see myself as beautiful. Um, so I struggled for many years. First, I would uh, use clothing as my way to escape my insecurities. And it, it seemed to be, you know, working because I had the guest jeans and the guest socks and, you know, I'm from Brooklyn. So I, you know, I was fly.
2: <laughs>
0: and... Um, then that it just didn't i don't know it wasn't enough it really wasn't hitting it and then so lo and behold fast forward um i remember i went out after work with uh, some co-workers and you know at first i didn't drink i would be like eh, i'm not gonna drink you know i would just be there in their presence and they would say things like you're so corny and you're so you know i was going to church at that time and they would just it was like i fell under pressure um I take full responsibility, of course, for my drinking and what have you. But anyway, so I took my first drink. Oh my God, it opened up something like a cocoon or something like, I just felt like amazing. And from there on, I just wanted to drink. Um, Every place I went, I made sure alcohol was present. Um, you know, if there was a gathering and you was having food crunch, Connie wasn't there. Um, and, right. You know, uh, all my friends, even, you know, up until my marriage, I was married for five years with my ex-husband for 11 years. And, you know, I attracted what I was. So mm-hmm. I attracted those relationships. I attracted brokenness because that's, you. you attract who you are. That's just the fact of the matter. I didn't know that at the time, uh, because i was the fly girl on the outside so you know i, I thought i was attracting the fly guy
2: <laughs>
0: but um you know god has a way of showing us things backwards so meaning that when you get healed you understand your your behaviors you understand you know the areas in your life that were the toughest for you but really they were shaping and making and molding you so yes. that's that's really what it was for me um you know moved out to new jersey not by choice because that just wasn't the place I wanted to be. I was a Brooklyn girl. And um, my marriage had dissolved at that time. My mother was taken ill very, very fast and came out to New Jersey 2012, still was drinking. Um, You know, obviously, I mean, a failed marriage, my mom's sick, my sister was incarcerated. And I just had a lot going on. I was trying to mask, I was, you know, I showed myself as being this strong person on the outside, but on the inside, I was really, really damaged. And so by 2014, I um, I knew, you know, by that point, my mom had passed away. She passed away January twenty six, January 16th, 2014. Um, and I just kind of got this space in my life where I said, listen, if you don't get it together, you, that's going to be you. And at that point, my mom, my mom's siblings had already died as a result of alcohol abuse use and dependency. And so um, I had to make a choice. I had to make a choice. I had already had a relationship with God. I was saved since I was about 1920. So I had a relationship. I was not the queen that was going to sit up in nobody's, you know, circle, no, no shade, but I just wasn't going to do that. I was not going to, you know, admit my, or show my vulnerability. Right. Remember I was right. the girl who was covering up well, so I wasn't going to do that. And uh, so I just said, okay, God, if you don't take the taste out of my mouth my heart and my mind and I was very specific for a specific reason you know when you talk to God you have to be specific not that Mm -hmm. he doesn't know you but he'll honor your your transparency he'll honor you know what you're sharing with him you know I don't know if you guys have ever heard but little becomes much when you put it in the master's hand that means the same thing if you if you give him you know a little and meaning like I'm not whole I'm not I'm not enough I'm not that much but because i was willing to give him that he could make much of me and that's what he did um you know he was able to deliver me and what i mean by that um you know i was again drinking acting crazy i had a business at that time i was uh cocktails with chocolate was an alcohol beverage company it's now Mm. it's now changed but um he told me take the, you know, take the alcohol out of your service and I'll take you places you've never been. And, uh, you know, I did that. I did that. Um, it, it just, my life has just totally changed. And as a result of that, I hope I'm not going too fast. No, you good. You good. <laughs> but, um, yeah he told me to do that and of course you know god is just he he's strategic and you know because we think the way we think you you know i was like what who's god who's gonna hire me for juice like what do you mean take the alcohol out of my service nobody's gonna do that because you know you think logically and you know but thank god i, I obeyed i said i don't know how you're gonna do it uh but i'm gonna i'm gonna do it i'm gonna obey what you said and uh, if i could just go back just a moment. Um, how he was able to take the taste out of my heart, my mind, and um, my mouth. Uh, I had gone out to the liquor store because, you know, there's one on every corner uh, in the hood. (laughs) And so I went to the liquor store, got my uh, my drink of choice at that time, which was Long Island iced tea and uh, came home, got super comfortable, turned on the television, took one sip and I choked. Oh, wow. And that had never happened. I mean, I could drink you under the table. So that never had happened. So of course I'm thinking, well, you know, it just went down the wrong pipe. I coughed for a little bit and uh, took another sip. The exact same thing happened. So here I was, okay, this is God. Like I remember crying, dropping the glass, getting really emotional. Like, oh my God, you know, this is God. He's He's answering my prayer, you know, to take this taste away from me. And then- Shortly after that is when he told me to, you know, revamp revamp my business, and I did that. And as a result, um, you know, I I've, I've been blessed to be able to uh, have a non alcoholic beverage service and bottle product brand, and that opened up doors just for so many other things. When you say yes to something that you know you have no idea what's going to come with it, because we're thinking. How, how are we going to get to the yes, right? We're thinking, how, right, we, how is that right, going to happen? Right, but you, you've right. got to understand that just the obedience of saying yes opens up so many other opportunities. Look at you. Look at you, Pop. Like, mm. really, you know, you're mm-hmm. you're amazing. Likewise. And so that's what I'm saying. We're, we're true examples of what's possible with sobriety. There's nothing grand or special about me. I'm not trying to minimize myself, but I'm saying that, You know, here I am, just a a person who's saved by grace. You know, God can use whores in the Bible. So why would he not be able to use me and you?
1: He can use anybody. So that's what I
0: mean when I say that
1: that's beautiful well first thing first um rest in peace to mom and god bless mom and the family i know that's tough and um and um so you had around 2014 that's your sober year that's the year yeah. you so, okay that's a beautiful year i like that and so you 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 make a plea with god you reach out to god you say god mm-hmm. take this from me then you have this kind of supernatural kind of experience where you're choking and then that yeah. kind of brings it all together um that's amazing i think for. Most most people in with recovery, the thing that usually gets us to that next level is this vital spiritual experience or this kind of like yes. supernatural encounter with God. Um, for okay. me, when I hit rock bottom, well, well, my rock bottom lasted. It was a long rock bottom, but I tell you this <laughs> much it got to the point where it was an end where it was like, I would die. It was surely yeah. die if I didn't do the right thing. And that was the point where I had to reach out, you know, and that's a beautiful thing that we had that in common, that mm-hmm. reaching out to God and getting that. So you have this awakening. You didn't do, you said you didn't do AA. Did you do detox or rehab or you did it all cold turkey? No, now,
0: now see the thing about that. I did not to answer your question.
1: Okay. What
0: did happen, uh, thereafter shortly thereafter I I did want to go to AA just to see what the environment was you know I had I had known of it because before there were any of these other amazing options uh, AA was the only option so I wanted to go there just to see what that environment was like Um, and if I needed to speak on it at least I could speak from my own personal experience I remember going you know usually the AA meetings are held like in churches or Mm -hmm. you know some sort of faith environment and um I remember walking into the room and it was dark and everybody just did not look happy. They looked Mm. almost dead. I'm sorry, but that's that's that was my experience. And, And and I remember like the first person standing up saying, hi, my name is such and such, and I'm an alcoholic. And then the next person did the same, and the next person did the same. And and I just kept saying to myself, well, why does everybody have to stand up and say that? Mm. And I didn't understand, you know, why they were doing that. For me, I'm a big believer of words, you know, that right. affirming who you are in a in a place of, and again, this is no disrespect or you know, to AA or anybody, listen, you you can you can identify that any way you want to. I'm just right, speaking about right. my own personal experience.
2: Correct. For
0: me, I just couldn't connect with affirming the thing that you were fighting or affirming the thing that you wanted to remove yourself from. So that was the disconnect for me. And I knew by then I was like, oh, I was so glad I didn't go this route. Because I, again, I just didn't see anybody who was happy. I just felt like, this is not sobriety. Sobriety is joyous. Like you have a life in sobriety. Right. I, I've never felt more alive in sobriety than in my entire life. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's what it was for me.
1: Well, one thing I notice about you, and this is beautiful because I'm glad I got the, I have the context. You always have this jubilant energy and it's always positive and bright and so that's part of your process, and I, I love that. Can you tell us, like, where you pull that energy from? Because it seems like that's what's carrying you in your recovery, that success. It's this joy. You make it look real easy and really good. <laughs> and we know and when you go to the meetings and stuff, and, like, right, some people struggle really badly with yeah. their recovery. It's like right. this, this, this every day. It's like, oh, man, you know, I'm just one day at a time, and I'm trying right. to – and I always I always said to myself, well, I, I understood that, but I said, you know what, I have to do this in a way where it's mm-hmm. joyful, where I have fun, where it's a, right. that's why Sober is Dope was important. I wanted to take yeah. away that, that negative stigma yes. of alcohol yes. being like, you know, recovery being the sad thing. So your joy, tell me about that. Like you got all of this energy. Is that <laughs> from your faith in God, just the way you are like, that's it has not, a lot to do with God,
2: right?
0: Okay. Um, it's, it's not my own. Trust and believe it's not my own doing. Like, yeah, I can make a choice to be happy, yeah. but the joy is something different. Happiness and joy are totally different. So right. God can give us that, that joy, that everlasting joy. And for me, listen, I know where my life came from right? I know the things that I've done. I know, you know, I've been shot twice. Um, I've attempted suicide. Like I know where I have come from. So for me, it's just like, I keep my mind stayed on how far I've come. And it's because of God's grace and mercy. Um, I'm blessed. It, it, right. it, it attributes to the fact that I know that I have purpose and not just me, but I have I have purpose, you have purpose, and each and every one of us have purpose. If we keep our minds focused, and I'm not saying like this is just the easiest thing, but having a relationship with God is, it helps tremendously. But if you keep your mind on those negative things, those negative patterns, behaviors, um, that is what you will attract. Also, the company that you keep, I am very, very conscious of, you know, who gets access to me, right? Right. Does that mean that it's easy? No, because those people are family members and are like (laughs) negative. So it's a little Uh, bit hard. But that's why I have either the ignore button or I'll call you back button or whatever it is.
1: And so joyful in our recovery, God being the catalyst for you, he keeps you going. So that's where you pull your inspiration from.
0: That God definitely first and foremost, um, you know, association is key, you know, having individuals where, you know, there's not that negative environment. You need that. You need that um, because we are spirit beings, right? Energy yes. is very present. Amen. So um, limiting that access. And I, again, it can be tough. Um, affirming who you are, understanding who you are, right. that can truly, truly pay off big time in your life. And um, and then lastly, I would say, "You know, I woke up the other morning that was just like, "You know?" Like I got a choice to just be happy or not. Like I woke up with right. with this, you know, our alarm clock goes off, right? Your alarm clock goes off. Maybe you got that annoying alarm clock, it's like lang, lang, <laughs> or yeah. or whatever the tune is. Yeah. Maybe you just need to change that, right? Maybe All you right. need to have something upbeat. Maybe it's just like, girl, get on up. Hey, right. Get right. On up. Uh, right. Or whatever, right? You know? Right. Um, that can change your 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 attitude for the day. Yes. But, you know, whatever you can do to add to, you know, add some joy into your life, do it. Do it. If it means moving to California, because it's warm all year round. like I said that for right. a reason. Right? I need some sun in my life That's all year right. round.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's right. Because,
0: you know, the seasons are changing. That does have a lot to do with it, too
1: yes yes it does yes it does so you talk about so i noticed one thing you put an emphasis on the queens when i was for when i first met you mm-hmm. i love the fact that you highlighted you know black queens in recovery and the mm-hmm. queens thing can you talk to us about that and because that's a for me i know the black woman needs a lot of love yeah. women in general need a love yeah. but yeah. it's very especially when it comes with addiction pain trauma it's a tough subject and I'm glad that you was highlighting that and giving the um, the black woman some props as the queen and stuff like that. Can you talk to me about that?
0: Well, I'm glad that? that I was able to do that. I mean, the old county wouldn't have been able to do that, right? Yeah. Um, as I said earlier in this interview that, you know, um, when my uncle called me Chocolate City, I was just like, why is he saying that? Like, I remember I didn't receive that well. Cool. Meanwhile, he was giving me love. That really was his way of express- expressing love. So I wanted to be able to, as you did with Sober is Dope, I wanted to take that negative um, thought off of us. Um, when we, I, I can remember someone calling me a queen back in the day and and I'm looking like, what is wrong with you? Like, you know, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. So I wanted to be the one to disrupt that pattern of thinking negative, understanding that we are royalty. Like I'm God's yeah. child. You're God's child. So yeah. that's who he calls us. He calls us kings and queens. That's Why hard. would I not call myself that? Why would I not, you know, um, embrace that? So um, that is what I am. That is what you are. That is what the listeners are. I understand that. Walk in that. Own it. You know, get comfortable with hearing those words. And it makes a difference in your life. Words hold power.
1: Yes, they do. Yes, they do. That's beautiful. So we have a fun connection, a fun fact that, we and we didn't know that we grew up actually around the corner from each other and never bumped heads right so and that's amazing that we grew up in this environment i'm in brooklyn i'll leave it at Mm -hmm. that um you know shout out to brooklyn and that that. and i could still see our block and i could still see like when i went to the ave you know Mm a lot of liquor stores you see the Mm -hmm. old people out there who seem to live forever
0: yes they'll be
1: out there it's like these guys could drink and they'll be out there. And it's like, um, but it was a part, of, it was something that we saw. And for me, I used to associate addiction with that, that yes. extreme, me and, too. right? And, and never thought that it could actually affect us or myself. So when- Right, so when I really came to grips that I was having a problem with drinking, it was hard for me to be like, Well, I used to say to myself, I'm not like them, and I was, yes. I, didn't, I didn't know it any better. And then I didn't know that you're either born with the addiction where you have mm-hmm. problems with drinking or you're not, and mm-hmm. that affects us all differently. So it was amazing for me to realize that and to humble myself that you shouldn't one judge others. Two addiction could attack anyone. It doesn't, it doesn't depend on class, how much money you have, where you was raised, how you was raised. It has nothing to do with that. Your environment, believe it or not, plays a little bit in the equation. Um, If you're allergic to it, right? If you had this problem, right? So I have mm-hmm. brothers and sisters, same environment, same deal. Could drink and then say I'm fine. Me, mm-hmm. if I had one drink, I couldn't stop. Did you have that particular problem, like having problems stopping drinking? Like could, once you started, it was impossible to stop. You know, with your addiction.
0: Yeah, yeah. But just to was, go back
2: a few.
1: Yeah, just, let's go, just back. To go back a little bit. Yeah. I
0: definitely. I everything you said, I did it <laughs> as well. I judged people in you the past. Them. Um, I thought, like you know, that those are the ones. There, yeah, look at them. They're yeah. in the liquor store, <laughs> yeah. and you know, and I even talk about that on my podcast because yes. you know I'm very transparent, and you know I apologize for it because who am I? You know, right. I would right. have never thought that it would have gotten so out of control and the things that I do, and I'm grateful that I can talk about those things now. Um, now I I pray for those same people that I see.
2: Right. Um,
0: but yeah, I I definitely had a problem with, uh, starting, stopping, starting, stopping because it was just something I couldn't, I couldn't do. And I had a bigger issue with saying that I can't do it. Right. I was just like, I I was psyching myself out. Like I gotta stop, you know, lying. Of course, just totally lying to myself. And, and some of the ways I would try to stop, is I wouldn't drink Long Island iced tea one night cause trust and believe I couldn't go longer than that without it. Okay, yeah. And so I would drink wine and wine just gave me a headache and it put me to sleep.
2: Right. And
0: I wasn't that queen that wanted to go to sleep. I wanted to stay up, I wanted to be the loud one. I wanted everybody to see me and just crazy stuff.
2: Yeah. And
0: so those were the ways I would try to stop. And, um, and then I would just be right back at it, you know, The the people that I hung around with, they gave the impression that, you know, I was fun to be around with when I was under the influence. And, you know, I made myself believe that I was more articulate. I don't know where that came from. But anyway, that's what I I made myself believe. And uh, but really what it was is that I was uncomfortable in my own skin. I was uncomfortable in who God had chosen me to be. So that's why I drank the way that I did. That was that was the truth of the matter that I came to know.
1: Yes, and that's deep because even for me, i now so this is that sacred part where we look back and kind of like try to re- reconcile a lot of what we were doing and i and I know like. I think we were battling between, so I started drinking at a certain age and then I had this drinking personality, right? Mm -hmm. That's where the pop was, like pop, that's pop. Like I would be like this, it it looked (laughs) like this, right? That's how I was, it looked like that. And I was always the life of the party, always the person out there. And then that became part of my identity. But the problem was it was a, a almost an arrested development and of that identity. It was like kind of like not my real self. Because I started being able to go back to that faster, like I to, Like if I sobered up, I'm like I have to get back to this explosive way, right. this pop, this pop guy. Yeah. When Joseph, I'm Joseph, I'm born Joseph. That's that. That's that dichotomy I like to look at: the Joseph mm-hmm. and the pop, and mm-hmm. and the Joseph is sitting there like I'm, I haven't even been. No one talks to me. No one addressed me or check back in mm-hmm. with me from <laughs> th- from fifteen to. To almost 30, just say, forget about Joseph. Yeah. And when I realized that that part of me was hurt and I had to go back and rescue the kid, right? That that yeah. young, the young teenager that I just kind of like let go. I was dealing with the pain. I lost my dad. I was, relationships was problematic. I took breakups really bad. I, I registered loss really bad. And all my coping was related to alcohol because I yeah. didn't realize I was depressed. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's crazy because so many people right now are just depressed. They're sad. They're going through a breakup. Someone may have died in their life and they're using alcohol and drugs to cope. And it's like our story starting right now for someone brand new. And we're doing all of this. So going, you know, just putting that in perspective, when we, we do how do we have mercy and heal? the younger person that was abusing the alcohol, like that's a big part of my thing. Healing, going back and healing the mistakes of the past, saying that you're apologizing to yourself right. for one, showing love and compassion and having yeah. mercy. Right. And um, I know you have mercy to for young Connie. Like I have to yeah. have mercy for young pop. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'm just glad we got out of it. So that's really, that's, that's, that was deep for me just looking back yeah. at our past, you know, so you <laughs> Yeah.
0: He said that because I, I, I had in my book, I even wrote an apology to young Connie. Um, and I think again, we get, we get, (laughs) we get get stuck in that place where, you know, the things we did and we, we kind of believe that that's who we are. Right. Right. I mean, I get it. I get it. You know, either people are telling us they're reminding us because trust and believe people will remind you of your mistakes. They'll remind you of all the things (laughs) that you've done. And, um, and your failures and so forth, and that's why it's important to again understand environment and power and how powerful that is and energy and so forth and so on. But um, when you were talking about forgiveness of young pop, and I, it made me think, and I've never even shared this, so you, you guys have the pleasure of me saying this first um, on this platform. But I remember um, my name that the streets called me, and not necessarily. Um, and on Saint, well, where we grew up at. Yeah. Um, but more so, um, my ex-husband and his little clique, and and they called me C Murder.
1: Oh and, wow.
0: Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> looking, looking at me, you'd be like,
1: "What?" <laughs>
0: I know, but when you said that, and I was just like, I don't know, it was the Holy Ghost that just said, "Just tell it." So I'm, I'm like, right.
2: yeah. And
0: it, it really, in that environment, it made me feel so <laughs> important, and um, and I was just like who am I becoming? Like, I mean, here I was like in my thirties and I'm like, see murder girl, like you're a grown woman, like what is wrong with you? So I, you know, I identified um, that environment was not good for me. You know, when we make that that step, that leap rather um, to break away from some of those toxic relationships, right? The the associations that uh, condone our drinking or support our drinking. Um, it's going to be difficult. It's definitely going right, to be difficult. Right. However, there's so much waiting on the other side for you. There's a lot more waiting on the other side for you. New friends, new relationships, new, um, new blessings, uh, healing. You know, there's right, a yes. lot more waiting on the other side for you. So I, I just wanted to say that, um, regardless of what your old name was, or even if your old name is your new name, um, uh, right, <laughs> you know, right, right. There's, there's still something waiting greater waiting on the other side.
1: Yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, be careful how people label you, how you label yes. yourself, watch how you yes. talk to yourself, watch the words you use when describing yourself and don't mm-hmm. shortchange yourself. Right. Love Cause it. you know, love I it. love it. I love it. So look, talk, where the, uh, there's an entrepreneurial spirit in you that's like strong. I mean, you have the amazing website, you have the beverages, <laughs> you have the books. Now you launch a clothing company. <laughs> So I'm I'm a firm believer of sobriety giving us our power back and our creativity and uh, our ability to be productive and add value to the world. Can you tell us a little bit about how recovery fuels your entrepreneurial spirit and a lot of a little bit about your companies and your business?
0: Well, it helped me, recovery helped me to find out, well, I always say sobriety and God, um, helped nice. me to find out who I am and the gifts that, I, that, that are imparted in me. And I used to dumb those things down. I used to feel like, you know, who am I to speak or who am I to start something? I remember in college, um, you know, my professor, it was like my last semester and I was just there for the A, y'all. That was it, I just mm-hmm. wanted to be A. And <laughs> I remember I had to do a presentation Black professor, woman. And she said, um, after, after I was done, she critiqued me and she said, you need to do public speaking. And mm-hmm. I was like, girl, I'm here for the A. What are you, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> I remember like turning around, I was at the podium, I'm turning around like, who's oh, she, talk- she talking to me? Like, <laughs> and, you know, and then she, she, I mean, straight face. And she said, you need to really look into that. And for me, um, I never forgot those words. I never forgot those words. So I had to hold on to somebody else's words um, or God allowed me to hold on to those words. So I, I say that to say that even in your drunkest moments, the craziest things that you've had happen, um, be it through this podcast, another podcast, somewhere along your life, somebody's poured something in you. I believe that those are seeds. So, you know, um, those seeds will at some point be able to grow. And I think that's just what has happened for me. God has allowed a lot of people to pour seeds into my life. And because he has, they're now beginning to grow. I uh, So, you know, and of course, the Holy Spirit, of course, uh, amen, you know. Amen. There's been times that I've been afraid that the clothing brand I was supposed to bid start that, yeah. and I was like, yeah, I don't know, Lord, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but that was fear. Um, you know, the beverage service that was the first baby, so it was very easy to do that. I did, I did have some challenges as far as, you know, I remember when I launched it, I was like, who's going to come? But then I just used my brain like, you just invite people for free. They'll show up. <laughs> and right. That's what happened. <laughs> um, you know, that opened up doors, you know, when I would go out to vending events and people would ask me, well, what made you start your business? You know, we all have to have a story and I just use my story, which I'm currently using now. And that, you know, from that people would say, well, do you have a book? And that went on for a while before I even wrote the book. I uh, mm. met another young lady, one of my coaches, uh, Think Like a Boss, shout out to her. Uh, and she actually literally uh, was the one who gave me the courage to do it. And I, I sat down, I wrote the book and and that was the first thing that opened up speaking engagements. Of course, you know, once you become an author, you know, you're, you're really somebody. Right, as as right, right, right. Um, and then, you know, from there, you know, you know, coaching and mentoring, and uh, just just so much. a podcast really was just something because I like to talk.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. I like to
0: talk, and I don't mean to say it like like that. <laughs> but I, I love to help. I love to serve. I love to be able to give other people the opportunity to share their their uh, their value. Um, so I that that has taken off amazingly. I'm just like, oh wow. So you'll find that. You know, again, when you say yes to sobriety or you say yes to that thing that's yearning on the inside of you, um, you'll find that there is so much more waiting, so much more. We, we need you, to be quite honest. We need you. We need your story. We need, you know, we need your pain. Uh, we need you to tell that thing that you don't want to tell, right? Because
2: right. You, right. Um,
0: not just because I need it, but somebody else needs it. Somebody else, you know, there's a, there's a saying that there's nothing new under the sun
2: right is right that? because right.
0: Reason, right if you if you've gone through and not to make light of anybody's situation but what you've gone through what i've gone through what any listener on this podcast has gone through somebody else has gone through that somebody else has gone through that or going through that and so you're sharing your story be it afraid um you gotta do it do it afraid you gotta do it because
2: right
0: you're gonna add life into somebody else and um And you can also add it into yourself.
1: That's right. Right. Do it afraid. I love that. I love yeah. that. I, fear is so crippling. It just hurt. You know, I, that is something I've wrestled with for so long Yeah. and, and I, I couldn't, God has helped me with that. Like using yeah. faith and putting God first to getting over that hump with the fear. So with the podcast, one, I want to congratulate you on the podcast also. So when did you Thank decide you. in your recovery that you wanted to actually tell your story publicly and start the podcast? What brought you to that point?
0: So the podcast um, was birthed as a result of my mother's anniversary death. So every year, um, I, I definitely, I don't look at her anniversary death as a way to mourn. I look at it as a way to celebrate. So every January 16th, I always, I'm thinking, what can I do to, you know, really bring some sort of love to my mother? And so um, it made sense for me to start that podcast on her death anniversary. That's where mm, that came from.
2: Beautiful. Um,
0: and I, I know she's smiling down like, oh girl, I Amen. told you." <laughs> you Amen. Know? Amen. Um, and because I know that you know, so many of my loved ones have, you know, lost their lives as a result to alcohol abuse, use, and dependency. I mean, don't get me wrong. My mother was amazing. She taught me great things. Um, but I, you know, I, I remember just recently looking back asking myself you know I was chosen for this time right Um, Right. chosen for sobriety Um, and I say that humbly Uh, a lot of the relatives did not make it you know Um, I don't take this this path lightly and Because I don't, I do everything that I can uh, so that my family sees it. I want to destroy that generational curse in my bloodline. I want to destroy that in a lot of other families. That's hence the reason where the clothing brand comes from. Um, Because there's so many generational curses that are on us. Black, white, brown, Asian, I don't care what your ethnicity is. Um, But as, as, God's children, it is our duty to do that. It is our duty to to serve and and show the devil that you know this is where you die. This is where it ends. Right. Um, and I again, again, you you might be afraid, but God is with us. He is for us. Amen. So you can get it done. You can get it done, but you just have to know. Uh, getting yourself around someone like yourself, myself and others, align yourself, you don't have to physically be aligned. But maybe you are just listening to the podcast on a weekly basis. Maybe that means that you are, you know, um, in a prayer group, or maybe you're going to meetings. I don't know. But I know that alignment is important. You know, put yourself around some folks that can give you that strength and that courage. Um, or you watch them YouTube, you know, jettles and, and watch with those people, listen to those people and how they've overcome some of their obstacles. Let that be your strength. Of course, pray, ask God to give you the strength. God is, is, he's not this huge being in the sky, right? Mm -hmm. He is, he's in us. And if you just take the time to just have a conversation like you would with anybody else, you know, I talk to God, like, listen, Lord, listen, (laughs) you know, talk to him, The way you would talk to your friends of course respect respectfully and reverence him but be honest with him and he'll give you what you need i promise
1: amen that's right i love that well said well said that's so you're inspirational i love your inspiration connie thank you so much and um so how long have you had the podcast how many episodes how long
0: today we just released our 39th episode Yo, oh look,
1: look at, at that, that. yeah i'm <laughs> so
0: proud and we are a little over 2k on our plane nice. and i'm just like girl you better work honey look at
1: that look at that
0: <laughs> so make sure y'all going over and listen
1: that's <laughs> and don't right to give you a um, that's right
0: but i definitely i like to have guests you know it was an honor to have you when i when i found you on social media, I was like, Oh no, I got to have him or my podcast. I was just so drawn to your story.
2: Thank you. Thank you. And
0: I know that it's not it ain't about me, it's about the listeners and how they right. can get fed and how they too can see what's possible that's that's all I want to do I want to help people right that's right. if if one person comes back and says oh my god you know because of you you know I developed a relationship with God because of you you know I started my podcast or whatever I'm grateful I've done my part my only goal is for God to say well done my good and faithful servant that is my only goal oh, now if you send my. me a husband and you know have him Love my dog. That would be nice. <laughs> you know, whatever comes hey. this, you know, uh, attached to that, so be it. But really, I just want to please God at the end of the day. That's right. all I want. Right. Uh, you know, I know that how I was. I know where I was. I was broken. And I surrounded myself with the wrong people. I didn't have anybody in my circle that was saying, girl, you know, I, I get that you're divorced and, you know, you're hurting. But maybe you should pull back from the drinking. I didn't get anybody that was saying I surrounded myself with people that were in support of my drinking, I'm not saying those people were bad. I'm not saying that, um, but they weren't strong enough. You know, I put myself in in places where I was the smartest one in my group, and right. you already know that. If you're the smartest one in your group. You need a new, you need a new group. Yes, um, yes. And so, you know, people like yourselves and others now that I surround myself with, you know, you 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 stretch me. You make me look bigger or think bigger and see further. Um, I'm conscious of my spirituality. You know, that's important, my friends. My friends are, you know, they have a a great relationship with God. Um, The guests that I bring on my podcast, they have a relationship with God. That's important to me. I'm very protective of my platforms. So, um, yeah, that's me. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So you mentioned something really important, and I want to spend a little time here. As far as um, in relationships, right, and especially with addiction, you was mentioning going through a divorce was, um, did, did, it, that process pull you for more into your addiction was that the okay. thing so what oh, were thats yeah. <laughs> that is that where is that the catalyst of how the addiction spun out of control or maybe no
0: no 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 drink. Okay. me and him was we would go to the movie theaters honey with nip bottles oh no okay. no no that was actually i i would say you know i don't i don't i don't put anything off on anybody right because yes. I'm, a, I'm my own person I, again, I attracted who I was. So the broken person I had attracted another broken person. Um, but, I, you know, I can remember now being in that marriage when I wanted to uh abstain. I can remember saying, yeah. you know, I'm not drinking anymore. And I kind of, you know, if you will, I kind of caught him off guard. I didn't, like, tell him in advance. We were out at dinner one night. And I was like, yeah, I'm rededicating myself to the Lord and I'm not drinking anymore. Mm. And I tell you, that was the moment where... I was I was never scared of any man in my life. I've never yeah. been afraid of any man. Well that night I was. Okay. That night I was. Um his reaction was like like Satan sitting across from me.
1: Wow. And,
0: um and I drank like like a fish, to be quite honest with you. I drank like a fish. And I really feel like God knew my heart. He knew that I wanted to stop. But you know, I also was torn between, you know really connecting with God and being a wife right Mm. so I didn't understand like uh yeah God trumps this I didn't I didn't understand that or I wasn't strong enough to pull away from it and so um I really believe that you know God was just waiting to the right time you know for um For things to, for him to break me away from that. I did leave the marriage. I did. Um, Amen. I I did. And I was so grateful for that. But I I won't lie, you know, when you've been with someone for so long and you don't know who you are and you're so broken, you wanna go back to it. You wanna go
2: back to it. Right.
0: That's what it was for me. So even though I left, um, packed my clothes up, left my little, had my little, my other little dog, not this crazy one I got (laughs) here today, (laughs) I had another dog and he wasn't crazy. Um, And I remember, calling a friend of mine. I was like, you know, I just got to get out of here. And she, right. the only thing she said was, what was the address? Gave her the address. I left and, you know, now reality hits me. And, you know, I remember calling him up and saying, like, you know, um, let's get back together. You know, I, I laugh at it now. Cause I'm just like, Oh God, like, Oh, you was crazy girl. Um, right. And I remember, you know, him saying no, no. Mm. And, um, I remember crying, and you know, like we gotta get back together, and uh, <laughs> right. And I'm I'm so grateful that God, He was the one, really, that was saying no.
1: Right. Uh,
0: if 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 that door had opened back up, I'd be dead.
1: Oh I'd be man. Dead,
0: I guarantee, you, without a doubt, I'd be dead. Yeah. Um, I know that. I know that, or in a mental institution, one right. or the other.
1: Right. You know? Right.
0: So you know that.
2: That not there
0: not being any reconciliation was a blessing to my life. It was yes. a blessing. Um, but I was I definitely that relationship increased my drinking outside of it when, when when you know, when we didn't reconcile that increased it even more. Um, but I did have to get to that point when I said, listen, if you don't if you don't help me, God, it's a wrap. That's so that was why I felt like he stepped in like, yeah, it is going to be a wrap. Let me, let me get my daughter. Let me get my daughter together. So yeah. that's
1: Right. That's an amazing testimony. Cause I like to tell people all the time that it starts. I And I, in the beginning, I said, it starts with you saying it or thinking it, yeah. but I think it starts from the heart. I think you felt it first. You was like, you were sitting at that table and said, <laughs> I want to, you already gave the alcohol up you already spoke to god you did it all in that moment it took a while to manifest but it started and in the church they call it an elocution where it's like a prayer or some type of testament from the heart like a a spiritual thing an elocution and it was kind of like an elocution in your way and then that led to you Thinking it, then saying it, and then eventually manifesting it all with the help of God in this beautiful process. Yes. Yeah. So I like to tell people my step one in recovery starts with you have to be willing, you have to make up your mind, but you have to search your heart for what you want in recovery. What you want, how much do you want to get away from this addiction? You have to feel it, you have to say it, then you have to write it down, and all of these things because. Right that's what this starts. It's like a domino effect. Once you start speaking things into existence and thinking it, the, the brain even, is not just a spiritual construct. The way the brain actually works is that the brain starts working on, it likes puzzles and problems. So if you present a, a case to the brain or you say something like, I wanna stop drinking, I gotta get this thing out of my life. Now you could just forget that you said that, go back and start drinking and stuff. But what happens is you opened up a possibility in the brain and your brain starts working on all possible scenarios and eventually it brings you closer to your alignment. So sometimes just saying something Making a commitment, thinking about it, feeling it could be the first step that you need to get to the next level. So,
2: (laughs) yeah, (laughs) man,
1: I I see this in my life a lot.
0: Yeah, and and you know what, even to piggyback on that, that my coming out to New Jersey, you know, Um, I didn't want to come out here, I shared that, but what, what, here's even more evidence. So, when I came out to New Jersey, I saw an ad on Craigslist, this is like 2012. Um, I'm like, this apartment is amazing. It had this absolutely stunning image. And I remember as a child, uh, my aunt had sunken floors uh, and a uh, sunken living room, I'm sorry. And I was like, I remember as a child, I said, I'm going to have an apartment just like this. Because, you know, back then, honey, you know, sunken living rooms, you was rich. So, <laughs>
2: um,
0: and here I was, I go check out this apartment. It has a sunken living room. However, the image online looked totally different from the physical image. So online the the image was immaculate. Mm -hmm. When I got there, pop, the floors looked horrible. The tub was stained. It looked Uh, like somebody had had a war up in there. (laughs) And I'm saying that to say that, you know, here I was at a crossroad. I was back at home living with my mom, newly divorced. And you know, that ain't gonna work living with your mom and grown, that ain't gonna work. And then i said well i gotta give this man a deposit because i need to move Giving a deposit not knowing what this apartment's gonna look like come back two weeks later the apartment looks just like the image i later find out that that was god showing me when i went to see the apartment that was the state my life was in at that oh time.
1: man and look actually, at that that when i came Ooh.
0: back to the apartment that was god's revelation of where he was going to take. oh
1: man that brought chills to me man that's heavy yeah. that's heavy yeah. sometimes how that transformation works how God gets you He rewards you. I tell people every day in your recovery, God's gonna give you something to this day, is little things. Yeah. You know, you wake up with these blessings, a new insight, a new idea, or yeah. some new enthusiasm, not having a hangover, right? Not yeah. not blacking out, not feeling guilty and being more connected in spirit is so amazing. All right, I want to talk briefly about the book. Can you tell the world about your amazing book, Alcohol Fiend, the Sobriety Queen? And what inspired the 25 tips? that
0: well uh first of all the cover the name that was not my doing the only thing i came up with that title was the 25 <laughs> that was it <laughs> I, I didn't come up with because i mean people ask me that all the time first of all sobriety queen is not even something i came up with my right. sister i would go to brooklyn i'd go visit her and she would be like put your bottles away here comes the sobriety queen so oh I myself that name guys yeah
1: <laughs> she
0: gave it to me um And I was lying in bed. I knew I wanted to write a book. And I was like, God, I need a title. And he said, Alcohol, Fiends, and Sobriety Queen. Clear as day. I I don't do it as much now. I I need to get back to doing it because things will come to mind. And I used to keep a pen and piece of paper by me. But um, I wrote it in the dark. I remember. I I just wrote it out. And so I just was like, "Okay, I know I wanted to be a guide. So I just came up with 25 Steps. Right. got the bottle to picking up your crown. Look at uh, that. And, and that's it. God has been truly faithful with that book. It has definitely been around the world. Uh lives have been changed as a result to it. It's it's tips that I've used along my journey that has helped me personally. Um, it's inspirational. It's, it's not just about sobriety. It's about you know seeing what's possible, how your life can really, really uh, you can discover purpose in your life through sobriety. That's really. What yeah.
1: I love how you say leaving no woman behind and destroying the curse of alcohol abuse, use and dependency to live a life of purpose on purpose. I love that. Destroy <laughs> destroying a curse of alcohol abuse. So can you talk to us a little bit briefly about that statement there?
0: Well, like I said earlier, you know, um, for most of us who are drinking, abusing alcohol, um, some, some cases it's drugs, too.
1: Right. And a lot of cases. And a lot
0: in our family members, right? Um, and our bloodlines, rather. Um, starting with you, you get to destroy that. You get to now set uh, a different demonstration, a different, um, uh, you know, view of what the next generation will see right? That's I get right. to do that. So I may not ever see my sister sober, right? Or, I mean, that's my prayer, but I know that some things that I'm saying, uh, she takes heed to. You know, right. she'll call me up and say, listen, I listened to your podcast. Oh, listen, I I, I watched you live. I, I really, I didn't drink today. You know, so I'm grateful for that. That's, um, heavy.
1: that's heavy. And even
0: with my little cousins, like, I don't have any children. My dog is the closest thing I have to a child. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's my responsibility that my little cousins will see a sober person in our bloodline. I can't, you know, really speak to those that are still drinking, but they'll have one person that they can say, oh, my cousin Connie did not drink. And yes. she lives her life as a result of this. This is how she lived her life. So that means that I can too. I have options. Right. So that's what I'm doing it.
1: Tip number four, you talk about dealing with the judgment. Now, I just, I'm not going to go through every tip, but that's important. Can you give us some, put us on about that, like judgment? And what did you, what is this tip about?
0: Well, that tip is about how I got judgment.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: okay. Right. So when I first shared my sobriety journey, I was one year sober. I confessed live. Well, it wasn't really live then. So um, I, think, I think I did I think I think did on Facebook. Maybe it was live. I can't remember. And uh, this young lady, after I shared my business, you know, said, listen, all the photos you guys have been seeing, I really was struggling. I was a hot, funky mess. I just told everything. And this young lady came into my inbox and, and she says, really? I didn't know you were an alcoholic. When did you start drinking? Why were you drinking? I mean, she had like a rundown of questions. When, why, and how, and yeah. where? And so it, to me, it was important that I express that to the audience, that they, they're they going to come into judgment. It could be from family, friends, strangers. Um, people are going to judge you for what you do, what you've done, and that's just who people are, right? Um, don't necessarily take it to heart. I would I would say, you know, be careful as to how you even address it, right? With the young lady, uh, going back to that example, when she said, you know, I didn't know and when, where did you start drinking and why and all these questions she asked, I took a moment to breathe, you know, because the old Connie was like, girl, I know you're not trying to come from me, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I said, let me take a moment to breathe. And I said, well, my sharing this with you, you know, the details, is that going to help you somewhere in your life? Like, like, are you suffering with alcohol abuse, use, and dependency? Is is there some concern going on with a relative? I kind of flipped it on her, right? Right, right, yeah. Center me to instead of taking it personal or getting into my feelings, right? Because I am still a human being, but instead of doing that, make them think, right? Right, right. Um, It's someone that might just be, again, reminding you of your past when you had the blackouts. I had another person do that to me. And I said, Yeah, you're right. I sure did. And I'm so glad I'm not there anymore. Sometimes people just want to point the finger at you because they don't have the courage to do what it is that you're doing. Amen. You know the change that you're making for yourself. Sometimes people are just afraid that they just not saying they can't do it, but they're just afraid to do what it is that you're doing. So you know, show them a little mercy. You know, you know, don't don't take it personally. Pray for them.
1: Pray for them. Right. Right. And definitely, if they try to get smart, just you know how to twist it and throw it right back. You might
2: have to say, "Ha!"
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Say we sober, but we ain't no punks now. So the last thing I want to talk about is like moving past the fair and leaving the crew, ladies and gentlemen, that look, move past the fair, right? Yeah. And, and now this is the thing What does the fear look like To I'm not going to be interested in Life without alcohol is going to be boring No one's going to like me I'm not going to be able to connect My love life is going to be different All of these right. things that you assume is going to happen Is usually 100% the opposite So yes. with the fear alone Your life dramatically improves With your yeah, recovery, right? And look, Connie and I, we don't get a check For selling you on recovery should, ladies and we gentlemen. We should have done. <laughs> So no, you know what I mean. Everyone is always selling something, but what we're talking about is real. We're trying to show you a, a, another way. So, Connie, thank you so much for joining us over, dope. You dropped so much value for us. Um, tell everyone where they could find you, where they could get your book and stuff, and leave any final notes that you may want to any anything you want to say.
0: Well, I first would like to say thank you, Pop, so much for having me on this platform. Joseph, yes. in the Bible. I love Amen. your name. Honestly. Thank I you. I have to start thank using you. Joseph more yeah. so Pop. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: I would say that, you know, you are worth it. You're enough, guys. Um, that greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. Know that you have purpose. You have plans. God has plans for your life. You can do anything uh, you set your mind to. Set your mind on the right things, um, show gratitude, show gratitude. You know, if somebody reminds you of your past, you know, let them know, you know, thank God I'm not where I used to be. I ain't where I want to be, but thank God I ain't where I used to be. Always turn it around into gratitude. Never, don't, don't feed into the negativity. Um, and if you want to connect with me, by all means, you can. Of course, you can grab my book on uh, my website, Uh Follow me over at Silver Sessions Podcast. Um, you know, get your merch also on my website. You can also look out for my membership that will be coming soon. I, I have no idea when it's coming. I just say coming soon. <laughs> uh-huh. And... um yeah if you if you need an ear you know let me know i i definitely am here to pour into you and to help you any kind of way that i can and uh it's your girl alcohol queen
1: the sobriety queen <laughs> <Lady>. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen that's a wrap with our amazing episode with connie mcmillan go get her book connie god bless you i love Thank you me. all and love i'll catch you guys too. on the other side <laughs> uh